Okay, we are live. Special episode number two in PR, public relations and communications. Got a solid one here. Perry Hedrick, welcome to the show. Hey, good to be here. Good to be uh, here. We've done one before uh, where you were on Let's Eat. You were uh, basically talking on what you do, but let's do a recap sort of of what you do now. Um, but also you're going to have to give us like 20 seconds on where you came from, sort of that journey there as far as, as far as career. Yep. So very quickly. So I spent about 20 years growing a couple of the largest privately held uh, technology PR agencies in the country. So Shift Communications, which was acquired, Matter Communications, which is not acquired, but could be because uh, it's awesome. Um, and then when the pandemic struck, I decided to start my own agency based on the idea that I only want to work with companies doing something demonstrably good in the world. And that is really as simple as it gets. And so we're now uh, 16 or so months in, um, packed with clients and full staff and um, happy to be here today. Is there a specific vertical that you're in? I know you were out here. I'm in the Bay Area. You are here talking about Silicon Valley and stuff like that. So are you specific to tech? I know you know we're in CPG and the like, but can you cross verticals or what's your what's your specialty? Yeah, absolutely. I've worked with a, a whole range of different things, Any, anywhere from like Canadian club whiskey to uh, bread companies. Like I've done all of that stuff. Um, but right now I'm sticking to my core knitting, which is in the technology space. So that's working with um, usually people with A round, B round, C rounds of funding all the way up to publicly traded companies. Either way, it doesn't really matter sort of what story or, or you know, you're, you're pitching, right? Um, this is all going to make sense and there's going to be value here for anybody who's in CPG or any other vertical. Yep. There's, there's this idea that you are a pitchman, right? That, hey, I need you to get us in this, this, and this. That's, that's, that's what people think about when they think of PR, like the old yep. days, Yep. Can you walk us through what the reality is and what people, maybe someone in my position, should be looking for or at least be prepared for when talking to someone like you? Sure. So there was a time when relationships with the media mattered more than they matter now. Um, and in the intervening years, ad dollars have dried up. All the media organizations that you're pretty familiar with are hemorrhaging. Reporters are leaving. They're jumping ship. They're bouncing around trying to um, feed their families. And so those relationships don't really matter as much. So I can be pitching my brother at a publication, let's say MSNBC or you know, New York Times, and it doesn't matter who I know because if the story is not good, it's not going to be written about, full stop. So what we do as PR people is make sure that we make companies the best version of themselves, which is not to say that we're putting lipstick on a pig. It's just that we're using the, uh, the, the merits and the attributes you have to your advantage and making, making sure that that story, that strategic narrative is told broadly to your key audiences wherever they live. And so someone who thinks that they have a story, right? If, if I were to receive that information and be accepting of it, we're, we'd be constantly looking for the story, right? Is it because we got a financing round? Is it because we innovated a new product? Is it because we made a really a key hire? Yeah. Would it be would it would it make sense that that the partnership, which we will talk about later, maybe that the idea, our partnership um, is to consistently deliver you information and for you to decide not only is it newsworthy or pitchable, 
but how you're going to create the story around it and, and really provide that 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 whiz bang boom right um to potentially get someone to write up on it so all those things you mentioned like funding rounds and partnerships and new hires and all that stuff those are components of pr um and the story you should already have in place can help complement that and get you a fair hearing for that stuff but what i'm really talking about when i say story is a strategic narrative so in in the case of uh, i want organics in most of the clients we deal with it's fundamentally about the existential battle between the old way it was done and the way it's being done today and if you can figure out what that that battle is and, and figure out why you're on the right side of history, that is ultimately your narrative. And then everything logically flows from there. And I think that the key here is to point out in a way that makes customers, uh, clients understand that if they're not doing it the new way, they're screwed. And they're the hero if they do it the new way using you. How many times have you had to tell somebody it might be a CEO. I mean, especially and I, I know the business sir, that, that you have to deal with um, people who believe that they should be seen more. Right. Yeah. They should have been in that uh, Wall Street Journal uh, sort of outlet. Right. Maybe there was some key write ups in their category. Why weren't we? How many times have you had to? I don't want to say put somebody in their place, but reiterate over and over again to somebody who might be extremely intelligent, right? You deal with some smart, smart cats, um, but you just have to tell them this is how it works. And if you don't listen to me, this is going to be a disappointing relationship. It, do you have to have those hard conversations? Oh, for sure. Yeah. A couple of things to think about. Number one, we're usually talking about people who are entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, and what that tends to mean is that they don't like taking no for an answer because that's ultimately how you, you, you fail, you quit, you move on and you don't succeed, right? So you kind of have to understand the environment you're walking into. These tend to be pretty headstrong people. Um, now against that backdrop, there's also the reality on the ground. And so if they're looking to hire somebody who will just execute what they say and like try like hell to get the Wall Street Journal because he said so, that's a partner, uh, that's not a partner, that's a client vendor relationship where it's like I hired a vendor, go do that stuff, vendor. But I'm looking for a partnership with my clients. So as partners, I'm expecting to look you in the eye and vice versa and have frank, candid conversations about what I've learned in my 10,000 hours plus of expertise and what you have in yours. And somewhere in the middle lies the truth. That's what a partnership is. Well said. Uh, and, and again, this is more, uh, this, all this is supposed to be just to, to provide some value. You, you have so much deep key um experience it's important for somebody to hear this so again that they're not disappointed I, I think we like you said a lot of us there's founders um who have maybe got here by really forging through the nose right um and also recognizing when the no is just more of a pivot like just maneuver move over here and this is how it should be done so when they hear from somebody with a full stop, no, it's kind of hard, but you also have to be understanding and recognize one of those key attributes about hiring is you hire the all-stars that you suck at. And, um, you know, in, in every, in every position, I call it just, you're playing the field, right? You go out there, you got a linebacker. You got, and, and it's the same thing with hiring a, a, a PR agency or social media if you're not willing to listen and accept facts, you're going down a really rough road, right? Yeah. Um, 
So I, I, I love everything that you're saying, and I just hope people really take from that because it, it will it will uh, help them in so many ways. It will also save a lot of time and, 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 and energy, right? Now, let's move into sort of this new PR. Um, I talked to Jessica recently, we did this, some of this, and I know she, she understands, so you'll have a great comment on it. How is PR and sort of social connected today? It, it's, 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 you can't necessarily, maybe you could correct me though, have strictly PR right? Like, right, get me a write-up. I want to be on this blog. Uh, can you get me into GQ? There's this component of social media today that's sort of tied in. How do you identify that? Yeah, so I think the old way, speaking about that existential battle between the old and the new, the old way was you would broadcast your news, quote unquote, to a whole bunch of reporters, knowing some uh, amount of those people would write about your stuff. You count up all of your hits, report back to the board, say, how did we do? Do you have any more news? Like, that's how it used to be. It's now much more about empathy for your audiences, and it's now much more about the spade work of being where your audiences are, wherever they are. So that may be mainstream news. It may be, you know, Wall Street Journal, New York Times, TechCrunch, but it's also likely to be on LinkedIn. It's also maybe on um, podcasts like this. It's also potentially in Substack and newsletters that journalists are now writing for themselves. Maybe it's in a Slack channel. Maybe it's on Discord. Maybe it's on Twitter. The aggregate of those places is what builds the halo effect on your brand if you have a PR team working in concert with you across all those key audiences with empathy for their intelligence and respect for them as people. That's a big difference. And that's how it's all connected. So media, the old way is just one piece of a much broader ecosystem now. Yeah, I like that a lot. And it ties into just uh, I, the the whole, what I would consider position of marketing, right? You. It, it's kind of just content. I talk about this all the, my, my, uh, our team here, I talk about this all the time, just content. I want more content, just out, just out, out, get it out. Right. And because you can be hit here, 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 and now bringing it full circle. And this is going to like, we talk about LinkedIn and even yourself, which will, this is perfect timing. Um, again, I told you, I have no questions because it leads into just a, a, a normal journey of, of where we can go with this. LinkedIn, right? So, so out, right? And now I'll get to Perry, folks, is on LinkedIn. I don't correct me if I'm wrong. It's not like this is something you've been doing for for a long, long time. You just recognize maybe over the last couple of years, let's just say, as you were putting out things. Wow, this is working, and it really falls in the same vein about just out. Get the stuff out. You might be seen by one person. You might be seen by ten. Tomorrow, you might be seen by six. The next day might be seen by a hundred. And so walk us maybe through that. I think there's just an identifier piece here about LinkedIn and how kind of that is connected to the things that you're talking about. Yeah, what I'm really talking about um, as it relates to LinkedIn is ungating your brain. So we talk all the time about ungate your content. Like don't hide your white papers behind your stuff. Like don't make people jump through hoops and put emails in and all that bullshit. What we're talking about is ungating your brain, giving away everything you know about your area of expertise for free with consistency um, over and over again. And if you do that, what we're talking about is flipping the model from hunting for customers and hunting for clients to gathering them. We're, we're talking about creating demand. And the way you create demand is by giving away what you know and earning the trust of people um, who happen to be in your feed and ambiently are aware of you. And over time, they feel like they actually know you. So when someone calls me, 
they're 70% of the way from hiring me because they already feel like they know who I am, how I think, my ethics, my ethos, what I do, why it's different, all of that. It's really just a formality to close the deal. I love that. And uh, there's the point behind it is, is in, it depends again, which vertical you're in, but if those that are in CPD are watching this, I get that question a lot, which is, I noticed that you are out on LinkedIn a lot or have been, and that's grown. What do you see a benefit? Where do you see the benefit? And I, I because same thing that you're doing, I, I recognize it's just a value mechanism. I just value all just out, 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 out value, right? That's what you should be really leaning into. Sometimes you can have a little commentary here and there, but like 90% just pure value. And, and what happens is you get seen, then seen again, seen again. So for us, it's when I walk into a buyer's meeting and or get asked to come to a buyer's meeting, they know who we are and it's helpful. They know who I am. They have some idea of, is this a real story? Well, and that is key. So there's an answer there. Um, I could do this forever with you and we're going to have to do a follow-up because you know how I like these punchy there. This is just 15 minutes of just hardcore value. And I love that. What would you say? This is, might be a tough one, but I know you can answer it. When does somebody, when does somebody start this process of maybe hiring someone who's focused on PR you got to, I understand you talk A rounds and like, and I understand the business you're in. So they've got some capital. They understand they might have to, you know, 10K a month, you have 20. It, it's kind of like clockwork. But those, those newbies, the, those that are just entering in, is there a time, a place, a, a number that they should be at when they start kind of thinking about where they should um, or when they should be hiring someone like yourself? Yeah. So a couple of quick things. Bill Gates once famously said that if he was down to his last dollar, he'd spend it on PR. Okay. Now we don't live in a Bill Gates world anymore. We live in a, in 2022, uh, where we're talking about things like podcast, Substack, and LinkedIn. Um, so part of what I'm going to say is maybe unpopular with my peers, but start yourself. So start building a little bit of a, a crescendo by putting yourself out there, adding that value daily into that stream. And then when you have the financing, but maybe it's your A round, that's maybe a good time to pull the, the, the trigger on a more concentrated effort with a dedicated agency of arms and legs to be out there like doing your bidding for you all the time. But I think the key is you don't have to wait for a PR agency to get started. So it, as early as you want to be one person, two person, three people, you can start that process of building that demand and building that ambient awareness with your key audiences. And then when you've got that momentum and you start getting that funding round, that's when you pull the trigger and bring on the, the group of pros that can complement what you're doing and work with you in tandem as partners. Perry, I'm going to say something right now. Um, I, to close this out, I, I've talked to you before and you and I go back and forth sometimes on, on, on LinkedIn and stuff like that, but I have said this maybe only a handful of times. I had, I think we're at 120 on the Let's Eat. Then we've been doing probably like we're at 15 or 20 on this special episodes and stuff like that. And then I get to talk with to other people. There are some people who just get it. <laughs> and you're one of those, brother. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I really respect you a lot. Um, I don't even know you like I just I, I just fluid like that. So anybody takes this, do, do whatever you want with it. I just am fluid like this. I need to always 
tell somebody what I'm feeling or else first off, I'm very neurotic. So later I'd be like, fuck, why didn't I say something? You get it. And you are a master at your craft. And I always get really high when I find those people, even when they're in, in like 20 minute glimpses, five, they could be five, I could be in a five minute conversation and I go, dang, that person is just awesome. You're one of them. I appreciate that, sir. You know, unvarnished honesty isn't for everyone, but that's how I roll. And you either like that or you don't. It turns out you do. You have a good rest of the week, brother. You too. See you, man.